The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. So sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. Happy New Year, DGENs. It is the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Monday. That means he's Ryan McIntyre. I'm Rod Gomez, and it is time for your week 17 recap we're not quite done with it yet obviously one more kind of monumental game to go tonight on monday night football as it were but the majority of week 17 is behind us and as we always do we're here to break it down but ryan there is no look ahead into the next week because we don't know what's happening in the playoffs as it sits so first of all happy new year ryan welcome back and and man i'm ready to get at this Happy New Year to you as well, Rod. Yeah, no, we are at the end because we don't have a look-ahead line. Uh, we can't really look ahead to the wild card because we don't know who's going to be playing who. So we'll run through some of those playoff scenarios at t- at the end of the episode. So stay tuned, um, and then we'll recap how we did on the look-aheads for week number 18. Crazy, man. We got a great Monday night game between Buffalo and Cincinnati, and so many of these playoff scenarios in the AFC hinge on this game in Cincinnati tonight. And uh, – it's gonna be it's gonna be a showdown. I mean, Allen Burrow to end uh, week seventeen. You can't ask for anything more as an NFL fan. No, you certainly cannot. And look, some will say that the NFL scriptwriters have done a fantastic job to get us here. Uh, you know, with all of their blown calls and all of their questionable uh, calls, and and you know, making sure the right teams make it to the right areas. And and I know you conspiracy yeah. theorists are out there. And look, here's the thing: even if that were the case. Would you almost care? I mean, look, we're at the point where we're having some exciting football being played right now. And like, would you feel gypped if the league were top heavy every single year and you're out? I mean, I'm not saying that it's happening, but by and large, look, we're getting great football. So can you complain is my question. Yeah, no, I mean, you could definitely make the argument with some of the calls that may may or may not go uh, Tampa Bay's way or some some of these other teams, uh, New York Giants. Uh, I'm not better or anything. But, I mean, in the end, the game's played on the field. It's, I mean, yeah, human element. I mean, I, I get tired of replay uh, at a lot of the time just because I think that missed calls is part of the game and it's uh, the human element, so – but, uh, yeah, no, it's been a great NFL season and looking forward to finishing strong here in week 18. And then uh, we'll be doing playoff episodes here uh, this time next week. Yeah, we will. How exciting is that? And, yeah, you're right. I mean, the games are totally played on the field. There's just no way I think that you could influence a game as much as people think. I mean, obviously, these guys are very high-priced, high-paid. They're not there to be 
you know, manipulated or maneuvered or anything like that. So I, yeah, I, I don't know how you can say that the whole thing is fixed. Yeah, no, it's definitely not fixed, but Hey, that doesn't mean we can't complain about the officials. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, listen, I'm going to give you guys a fair warning already. If you're watching this as you do on Monday's live, first of all, thank you for joining us and having a, a great time with us each and every week. Uh, but I, as soon as I got home from work on Wednesday, was laid out for a couple of days. I'm still sort of gingerly recovering, so my voice is not fully there yet, uh, but I I'm, I plan on making it through this show. And if you hear me duck out, it's because I've hit the mute button and I'm coughing. So just a fair warning to everybody out there listening. Um, you still get my my golden nasally tones, but um, I, may, I may have to duck out every once in a while. So Ryan, be on the ready. Anytime you see me go, then it's time to you know pick it up. Take it over. Yeah, I'll host it until you come back. Um, yeah, no, it's funny because I do a show with you. I do a show with J-Mark. I do a show with Moonoff. And all three of you have had a bug come in and out over the last couple of weeks. And I'm just like, fingers crossed that I don't catch it as well. Good thing we hey, are I, virtual. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the internet. I don't know how the bug is traveling, but it's traveling through the interwebs. Although I will say, uh, oh, don't. (laughs) Uh, I will say though that that you may be my permanent replacement though on the podcast. Moonoff did another four in a week uh, with you as co-host. Oh, I'm sure he'll let you know as well. (laughs) Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Uh, Or he's like, I went four and zero again on the podcast. I said, well, uh, it's been fun, and 2023 will be great with Ryan and and you in the seat. So. Uh, just Let have me know some if you fun. need me. I'm on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, as we did say, uh, NFL action did take place this week, obviously, and it started on Thursday night. One that uh, should not have been as close as it was. One that ultimately, depending on where you got your line from, uh, wound up covering in a way that you didn't expect it to cover. That was Dallas taking on Tennessee uh, in Tennessee. Dallas walking away with a 27-13 win. They were 13 and a half point favorites, 14 in some places. So I'm sorry if you were the, the one or two people that could only get 14 as the line because it pushed. Uh, but if you are a Tennessee uh, plus 13 and a half better, I apologize to you as well because you got rooked by the hook. So um, yeah, they did not cover uh, Tennessee. Dallas did actually cover that massive spread. But look, I mean, in this game, it feels like such a long time ago, given what we were uh, treated to this weekend. But I didn't feel like we got the best out of the Cowboys anyways. CeeDee Lamb managed to get to 100 yards, but like I just took him 11 catches to do it. Like it just he had to get peppered with targets to do it. So Dallas still looked a little limp. Yeah, no, they didn't play well. They kind of were asleep at the wheel. It was one of those games where all week the media says it doesn't mean anything for this team because uh, they're going to be playing next week for the division. So I think Dallas got caught up a little bit in the narrative and that they were coming off the big Philadelphia win. Found a way to win. I actually thought Dobbs uh, for Tennessee was okay. I think he should get the, the start over Malik Willis in this do-or-die game coming up this weekend. Obviously, without King Henry, it's uh, – limited offense in Tennessee. Are you kidding me? It's like without Derrick yeah. Henry, there's just no, there's no ignition. The, the key is in there. I mean, Dobbs, yes, you're right. He did a fantastic job. And in fact, um, reports I'm seeing right now out there in Twitter 
the Twitter world is that uh, he is going to get another shot. Uh, Vrabel did necessary or did actually name him. Um, might want to corroborate that at, at some point, but uh, he is going to get the start next week in this do or die game. And I mean, look, it did look like Dobbs was managing to actually get something going in the passing game uh, in this 20 of 39 for 232 and a touchdown. So, I mean, credit to Dobbs for actually finding out how to pass when there was no other, no, no Henry option for him. Hassan Haskins ended up being the leading rusher for the Titans, 12 carries, 40 yards. Traylon Burks, the leading receiver for the Titans, four catches, 66 yards. So, I mean, it was a, it was a valiant effort for the Titans, but ultimately they just couldn't get enough going uh, without Henry. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it, they got a big one this weekend. It all comes down to Saturday night in Jacksonville for Tennessee. For Dallas, they're still in the hunt for uh the NFC East because Philadelphia, we'll touch on them, is uh, sliding all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, and then well, I mean, they don't have the guy that got them there, so it's a little difficult yeah. to dance without your date um th- that brought you. So yeah, Philly for good reason uh, right now is not necessarily and. Look, we got or uh, the NFL Gambling Podcast got some heat for putting Philadelphia fifth in the power rankings this week uh, as a yep. consensus. I know I had them fifth uh, on the, on the sheet, and everybody was like, "Well, what are you going to just disrespect their record?" It's not even about their record. Power rankings is about how strong that team is at that week, and and Philly yep. obviously proved that they weren't even the fifth best team on the that top ten list that week. So, you know, it's just a matter of where you fall, not, not where your record is. Yeah, no power rankings. It's a, first of all, it's uh the greatest uh, tool to engage conversation. It, it triggers so many people and it means absolutely nothing, but it's great. I love the conversation, but you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I had them fifth as well behind the two teams tonight, Buffalo, Cincinnati and Kansas city, and then San Francisco and, and like you said, like I know they're 13 and two, 13 and three now, but it's what have you done and how do, how do you see that team going forward and what's their current state? They're really banged up right now. And, and not getting any better at this point. I mean, if it weren't for AJ yeah. Brown, like who knows where that team would be, honestly. So, but to bring that back to Dallas, now Dallas has something to play for again. And, and it's not like they didn't before, but. You know, this 13 and three Eagles team now presents them uh, an opportunity to snag the East. Right. So um, luckily they handled their business. They almost didn't. I mean, it wasn't like it was that close to them losing, but any any poor play and they probably would have found themselves on the wrong end of this game just by messing around alone. Yeah, no, I mean, they didn't play well, but they uh, they got a favorable matchup this week against Washington who will obviously not play their guys because they were eliminated, even though Ron Rivera doesn't seem to know that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I think they'll see Sam Howell. So I expect this Dallas defense, defensive front to just tee off on a bad Washington offensive line. Over under on this one was 40 and a half. The total 40. <laughs> so hopefully you bet the under, under. on this one. under. Uh, under on Tennessee's, I think, is just the way to go in life. Uh, don't try to get cute with it, especially with the way their offenses look lately. So, um, all right, enough of that night. Uh, just hashtag Dallas still sucks, I guess, is the company line. Uh, we'll oh, go promo with that. code. 
Promo code Dallas sucks. Let us move to the NFC South where Tom Brady just does it again. All he does is win division titles. Uh, he won the NFC South this week with a 30 to 24 win against the Carolina Panthers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, and it was just a game that Tom Brady needed. So he goes out and throws for 432 yards to get it and three touchdowns. Where was this Tom Brady all year? But more importantly, Ryan, four fantasy managers. Where the hell was this Mike Evans all season? 207 yards on 10 receptions, three touchdowns. I quit fantasy football. Yeah, man, I, I kind of was heartbroken during this game because I, I had a Carolina ticket to win the South. So kind of a dream crusher game for me. They they gave it a hell of a run. I mean, what we've we've uh, touched on each episode where they trade McCaffrey, they cut Baker Mayfield, they fire Matt Rule, and then they're right there to beat Tampa Bay. They're up fourteen to nothing and just couldn't hold on. I thought they got too pass happy with Darnold. To be honest, I thought they should have ran the ball more. Uh, a couple questionable calls as well in the fourth quarter, but hey, what'd you expect? It's uh, it's Tom Brady. He usually gets uh, the better end of the stick with some of these calls in do or die games. But Brady, forget the calls. Thirty four forty five for four thirty and three touchdowns. He was awesome. I mean, it seems like whenever he calls the plays, they just open it up and it's kind of like hey, backyard football, and Brady just slings it around. Um, so it'll be interesting now. Now that they're in the dance, maybe maybe they play a little more loose. Because uh, nothing to lose, everybody's going to be counting them out uh, at eight and eight or eight and nine, whatever they finish against the Dallas Cowboys. We, it's weird. I mean, it's it's a game where Dallas should win. A team that always chokes in Dallas versus uh, Brady and the Bucks, who haven't been good this year. We can all agree on that. But they always seem to find a way to win games. So can can they pull the upset? We'll see. But this is why I never understood this season in particular with Brady, right? I mean, the guys played so long that you can make up stuff at this point because you get so comfortable. And so I don't want to say that the game never changes, but I mean, the basics never change. You know, you're there to complete passes. You're there to be the quarterback and, and that doesn't change. And so I never understood why this season was so frustrating for him. Maybe it was mental. I mean, we've talked about everything going on off field anyways, but from a sheer football standpoint, I mean, at this point, you've done everything you, you've done. And, and now all you're doing is just repeating it. So why was it this difficult for Tom Brady to look this good? I mean, this is the best he's looked all season, right? I mean, this is like, this is what you expected Tom Brady to look like from the, from the jump. Now it's taken till his do or die situation on winning the NFC South to get there. Like, I don't know, maybe something's woken up, but I'm a little afraid of these Buccaneers. Yeah, if they play offense the way that they did uh, yesterday, they're, they're going to be a pain in the ass uh, to knock out. Um, no, but you mentioned it, man. It's Brady's at his best when his back's against the wall. So shout out to Tom Brady, man. He's he's a goat for a reason. He certainly is. Uh, Sam Darnold, 23 of 37, 341. He threw three touchdowns as well. That's why they got pass happy, man. Some of those passes that Sam Darnold was actually tossing, like that, I was impressed. Like that one to DJ Moore, that was that was impressive. So I, I get why they were trying to keep him hot, but you have Dante Foreman. You've got Chubba Hubbard. Like, I don't know why, why you wouldn't run the ball more either when you're up. So whatever. Uh, Dante Foreman actually only ended up with 35 yards on 13 carries. He was the leading rusher. DJ Moore talked about him. Six receptions, 10 targets, 117 yards, and that touchdown uh, for the leading receiver. Look, Hubbard got in there for three carries, 12 yards. It just... 
Yeah, you're playing Tom Brady. You got to keep Tom Brady off the field. And the only way you can do that is keep the clock running with the running game that you have. I know Sam Darnold looks sexy. I know you wanted to keep him hot, but, you know, you paid for it in the end. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, they got there because they were dominant on the ground. That was kind of their identity, and they got away from it in a do-or-die game. Foreman needs more than 13 touches, and Hubbard needs more than three. I didn't get that at all. No, and and neither did anybody else, And but Tampa was happy with it. Tampa took it all day long. You want to get the ball no into Sam Darnold's, out of Sam Donald's hand 37 times? Go right ahead. They'll eat you alive and uh, and finish first in the South. So eight and eight doesn't matter what happens next week. They're still going to be in the NFC South uh, championship seat and their playoff seating. I don't think we'll talk about that in a second is going to matter much anyways, either depending on where they're at. Cause I mean, look, they will be the last team in the, in the playoff bracket pretty much. I think uh, depending on who, yeah. who must their way in. Yeah, no, they're locked into the four seed in the NFC. Yep. So, uh, yep, they can't improve or uh, decrease their position, which means that next week is sort of a toss-up for them. Uh, all right, over/under on this one was forty and a half. They came in at fifty-four, thereby uh, going over on this one. Although I don't know that I would have expected this one to go over. Two underperforming offenses, um, and here we are with fifty-four points between the two. Yeah, no doubt. It was uh, it kind of was a shootout. I didn't expect that. I don't think America did too. Sorry, caught a little bit of that cough in there. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's move on to look at. I'm sorry in advance. I know we we have we enjoy Victory Mondays uh, on this show, but unfortunately this time you do not get the victory lap. And let's just go ahead and, and call a spade a spade. This one was an absolute stinker from the Commanders. I don't know how Deshaun Watson can come out and beat you only throwing for 169 yards. Yes, he got three touchdowns, but I mean, Ryan, break this game down since this is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, no, this isn't victory Monday. This is a funeral Monday because uh, you can kiss away the playoffs. It's it's over for Washington. Uh, they were unprepared, uh, got out coached, got outplayed. They're the only team that has made Deshaun Watson look like kind of Deshaun Watson again. He was, he's been terrible. Uh, they, they had three touchdowns as a team, the Browns in the last three weeks, they had three touchdowns in the second half on three straight drives. And then we'll go to the other side. Carson Wentz was atrocious. Um, three interceptions, <laughs> 140 passing yard. I mean, he was, he was terrible. I don't know. Uh, Brian Robinson got 24 carries. I thought he should even got more because obviously Wentz wasn't getting it done. And then in the post game, uh, Riverboat Ron didn't even know that they could be eliminated if the Packers beat the Vikings. I don't know how nobody on that staff or in that organization told him, hey, after the game, hey, going to, we're eliminated if the Packers win. I, I don't know how you don't know that in a uh, billion-dollar organization in, in the NFL, but uh, this is why Washington's Washington. So is what it is. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean it's the best way. It's my best handicap on it, man. It's uh, it was very, it, it was embarrassing. There's no other way to put it. The Browns suck, and they just came in and beat the shit out of the uh, Commanders. Well, they they call it uh, bulletin board fodder for a reason. I mean, it's like yeah. you you know where you're at. You know that you have to win this game one, and and then two, you have to know the situation around you. So, I mean, maybe they're just not used to it. So they just sort of lost track of what happens. I mean, look. 
You know, sometimes I've done something enough times to where I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that could happen. So, uh, yeah, but no, not for a head coach of an NFL organization. Yeah, it, it, like it, it, it's it's like they played they like they didn't know it was a must win, which is crazy. But hey, they went from uh, currently holding the sixth seed at the beginning of the month to not even making it to a week eighteen with a mathematical uh, scenario. So uh, Packers fans rejoiced in this game. Lions fans rejoiced, and uh, Seahawks fans rejoiced because that uh, knocked out Washington and put them in a chance to make the playoffs in week eighteen. A lot of happy people. Not wearing a commander's uniform, that is for sure. Uh, Amari Cooper really was the only person of note on the receiving core. He caught three passes, 105 yards, but two touchdowns. Harrison Bryant was the next next one in line. The tight end, two catches, 19 yards. Uh, DPJ, one catch for 13 yards, but that was a touchdown. So, like, I mean, I don't even want to talk about the Browns anymore. And, and they're not they're not even mathematically eliminated yet, are they either? Yeah, no, they are. They they, oh. they had nothing to play for. That's why they won. That's what it was. Wow, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was. it's always it, it's a typical Washington Cleveland game. The team that needs to win won't win, and the team that's playing a meaningless game will win. Uh, Cleveland was a one and a half point underdog, two and a half points in certain instances. Covered the spread over under was forty one. Uh, the total there was thirty four. So obviously that did not hit. Ah, but that game is behind us all now. Okay, they talked about Carson Wentz and and the quarterback situation in Washington next year, and and I I hear them saying we're just going to find what free agent is out there to help us out. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> uh, it's a whole lot of nothing, kind of like their play yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean. Obviously, Carson Wentz will not be back. The Carson Wentz experience, ex, uh, ex, uh, experiment, whatever you want to call that thing, was yesterday came to a screeching halt because that's over. I never want to see that thing ever again. Neither does anybody, even if you're a fa- if you're a fan or not a fan of the team. That was just dreadful to watch. Who do you even roll out next week? I I want Sam Howell, the rookie. I mean, you're mathematically eliminated. Let's see what the rookie's got. And he's playing Dallas, so it's like, hey, good test here. If uh show some flashes, maybe consider him as an option next year. But, I mean, you look at guys like who? De- uh, Carr and Vegas and, and other guys that will be looking to jump ship. Be- the NFL's kind of turned into the NBA a little bit at the quarterback position where te- guys jump ship and then uh, land with the new team. Didn't work out so well this year, though. Watson was not very good. Uh, Russell Wilson has been terrible. Um, Stafford the year before that was good, but then this year was not very good. So it'll be interesting. Tom Brady Which will be available. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not just uh, hanging it up entirely. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers stays in uh, Green Bay as well. I think he will. But, I mean, you never know nowadays. I mean, guys, guys jump ship left and right, so we'll see what happens. Derek Carr is definitely a candidate, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know that he's yeah. going to play another game for the Raiders, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, we'll see which quarterbacks hit the transfer portal uh, after this uh, this season. Great way of putting it. Yes, the NFL <laughs> transfer portal NFL at the quarterback position. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what I a world it. we live in. <laughs> right? Well, they want the yeah. NIL money, right? I just said whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back. We'll continue to break down 
week 17 in the NFL. But let's play some bills first and tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. That's coming to a close, obviously. You get great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. That's limited to state availability. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions of winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present. The standard play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. And right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, let us move to a better game, I would say better, but not really, unless you're a Taysom Hill fantasy manager or somebody who just likes rooting for the fact that Taysom Hill exists. Uh, and that is the Saints and the Eagles, where Gardner Minshew and Minshew Mania has finally officially closed its final chapter, I think. I don't know how you can get excited about Gardner Minshew ever again. I, I just, every time he rolls himself out, like he has this flash, and then he just kind of gets swallowed back up again. And this is the game in which he got swallowed back up. Minshew for the Eagles is in that 20 to 10 loss to the, uh, to the Saints. 18 of 32, 274, a touchdown, an interception. But the running game did not help much either. Miles Sanders, 12 carries, 61 yards, no touchdowns for him. Uh, Andy Dalton on the other side, 18 of 22, 204 yards. And, and get this, Ryan. The Saints beat the Eagles, and Andy Dalton threw for zero touchdowns. So uh, that's fun, and and neither did Taysom Hill. But, I mean, if you're the Eagles, Ryan, if you're the Eagles and their fans at this point, where do we even put them on the power rankings next year or next week? Ha-ha. <laughs> I know. Hey, you know, this was a fun game if you're a uh, Philadelphia Eagles hater like myself. But uh, <laughs> don't let Sean hear that. Uh, <laughs> as I mean – the, the Saints gave away so many games in the first half of the year. I feel like if they actually got in the playoffs right now, they could they could make some noise. I mean, because they, they're really good defensively. I mean, they dominated that game, dominated the trenches, ran the ball well against this Philadelphia Eagles team. And I, that line stunk yesterday. I mean, the Eagles were only four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Saints team that everybody hates, and – I mean, the Saints dominated, like you said, 13 nothing at half, kind of just controlled the tempo of the game. Outside of one big play to A.J. Brown, the Eagles did nothing offensively the whole day. Hey, and don't look now, but the Saints have won three in a row. I mean, they were obviously in the conversation for NFC South, too, uh, should uh, Brady have slipped, but yeah. Yeah, they, they're going to be kicking themselves. I mean, I, I keep saying this every week, I feel like, but they blew that Monday night game against Tampa Bay where they were up 16-3 to three with three minutes left. If they just win that game, they win the South. And so, I mean, 
it came down to they got swept by the Bucks, and that's why they're going to be home. But if, if they had gotten in, I think they actually could have pulled an upset. So earlier in the season, it was almost a no-brainer that the Eagles were going to carry this through and become the one seed in the NFC playoff picture. But now, mm-hmm. now there's Not doubt. So fast. Yeah. How much doubt are we talking here, though? What are you feeling on a level of confidence for them? I, I, I don't like them in the playoffs, to be honest. I, I, I don't think that they stopped the run well. Um, I think if they get behind as well, I mean, Hurts against elite teams coming from behind, I haven't seen him do it yet. I mean, he's come from behind against teams that are not so good. I mean, um, the Jaguars game when they're down 14 nothing earlier in the year comes to mind. Uh, they came back against the Colts, but – I they they really haven't beaten anybody. I mean, they beat the Vikings. They beat uh, Kirk in primetime. They beat the Cowboys once, but that was with Cooper Rush. They've they've done a good job of padding their win total against uh, teams that they were supposed to beat. So, I mean, credit to them for doing so. But they haven't played the Niners. Um, they haven't played. They haven't beaten the Cowboys with Dak. And uh, yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I I think that they're a little bit fraudulent, to be honest. And then Hertz's timetable to come back is uh, what playoff time, right? At least, yes. Or is it, it... Well, and th- yeah, and that's another thing. Like, how healthy is Hertz going to be coming back? That's what I mean, I'm saying. he he's one more hit away from Gardner Minshew being back under center. So, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of moving parts for the Eagles. I uh, I definitely lean to your 49ers as the favorite in the NFC right now, even before I, this this Saints game. Yeah, and I, and we'll talk about the Niners in a second. I I really, oof, man, let me tell you. Uh, but yeah, as far as power rankings go, and as far as where Philly is right now, it's it's certainly not in that one spot or two spot that they held for a very long time. So, yeah, it's starting to chip away, and not at the right time if you're an Eagles fan. It, so, they lost to Taylor Heineke and Andy Dalton this year. <laughs> I mean. I, I mean the the cowboy loss that that's that's okay. I mean they they were with Minchu against uh, in Dallas had to have the game, but the other two games, I mean, elite teams don't lose those games. No, no, they don't, and they find a way to beat the bad ones as they're supposed to. Uh, so yes. yeah, Philly now what is it thirteen and three, uh, New Orleans seven and nine. It's uh yeah, I mean look, they're 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 gonna have to do a lot of work next week if they want to. They got a it's a huge gut check for these Eagles uh, heading into the NFC playoffs, because it's not going to get any easier that schedule after next week for sure. And next week is not easy either. So um, yeah, I just, I just don't even know anymore what to say about the free fall of the Eagles. It's just not, and I say free fall and their record still 13 and three to so get off my back. I understand it's not a free fall, but when you're the team that was supposed to run away with the NFC and now we're questioning whether or not you can even make it out of the first round uh, or even be the number one seed anymore. That's a free fall, folks. Yeah. So. yeah, no, they're they're definitely trending in the wrong direction. I I any Eagles fan, if they argue with you, they're just being blind. Indeed. Um, all right, let's talk about this next game because it features our favorite spunky underdogs, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who were not underdogs in this case. They were six and a half point favorites, or seven, depending on where you found the line, or three, or even three and a half. There's this the line moved so much in this game. Uh, it, it opened at three. It settled somewhere around six and a half uh, or seven in some spots. But the Atlanta Falcons pull out a miraculous win against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Atlanta now uh, six and ten. They won 2019. 
this game featured two fantastic quarterbacks, one David Blau for the Cardinals and one Desmond Ritter for the Atlanta Falcons. This was not a barn burner, Ryan. We should not spend a whole lot of time on this because not only does it not have any implications, but if you bet on this one, you are an absolute degen. Yeah, no, if you bet on this game, please call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, did anybody watch this game? I, I, I'll I, be uh, fully transparent. I did not watch this game. Obviously, I had the red zone on in the background, but I don't remember this game being on the red zone much. So uh, not till uh, they kicked the game-winning field goal at the end. Uh, I mean, Atlanta, Arizona continues to lose games under Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, as for uh, – Atlanta, I mean, six and ten, kind of where we all thought they would be in the end. Five and eleven, or five and twelve, six and eleven. Uh, I mean, some people had them three and fourteen, so they overachieved that number. But these are just two bad teams. There's not much uh, to spend more time on this thing. There's really not. But if you like Tyler Algier, <laughs> then you are a fun, or, or you're you're happy. He did get in the end zone, eighty-three yards, twenty carries. Uh, Cordell Patterson got in the end zone as well in a rushing touchdown. So a couple of things to be good about if you, if you're fantasy football players and you like that kind of stuff. Yes. Or, yeah. No, if you had a fantasy championship, then this game did mean something to you. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much were you starting <laughs> David Blau in your, in your championship lineup? I hope not. You probably didn't win. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, uh, look, if, unless you were betting unders, if you were betting unders all over the place, uh, and this was one of your unders, you were happy. The over under on this one was 40 and a half. Guess what? This one came in at 39. So the one way that you could win by not watching was betting the under. And hopefully you did that. Yeah, it came right down to the wire. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that last <laughs> kick. Man. I Look, I love me some young Hoku or young Waiku, as, as some of the announcers say. But I was in Korea. So um, I, I love me. I love me some Koo. That That is a fantastic kicker. I have him on all my fantasy squads. So um, happy that he came through for his team. And for mine, all season long, by the way. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's move on to a game that actually was not close, but still meant something for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They annihilated. And and this wasn't even pretty. This game wasn't even close. At no point in any part of it did Houston have any sort of a shot. 31-3, um, to three, they got stomped at home by the Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville came in as minus three and a half point favorites. They could have been minus 30-point favorites and still made this something of a game. Uh, but, you know, it's it's Houston, man. Without uh, without a solid anything and 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 against a red-hot Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, Ryan, we, we talked about him being fantastic all season long, or at least not all season long, at least for the last few weeks. Only threw for 152 yards, no touchdowns and interception. This game got it defensively it got it special teams it got it from all ends except it didn't need uh trevor lawrence to win yeah no uh these jaguars are rolling man uh they've won uh coming out of that bye i mean they got it fixed under doug peterson uh they were what they've won they came they came out and beat uh baltimore the first week and then they got drilled by detroit but ever since getting drilled by detroit they've won four in a row so what five out of six since the bye I think this is a team that could actually win a playoff game and they'll host a game. If they could just get by Tennessee this weekend, which we all anticipate they will because they are the better team with uh, Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson versus the injury uh, Tennessee Titans. And look for us to say 
that Jacksonville is the AFC South champion. I, I was talking to my brother yesterday, and I said, how about those Jags? And I said, but it's about time. I mean, you've been building with Legos, with really strong Legos for a few years now. You expect that tower to actually finally get to the top, right? You're not necessarily trying to just build a bunch of Legos uh, horizontally. You want that thing to go vertically. So all those picks, all of those first rounders, all of the, the capital that they've invested in the draft, this may be the payoff finally. And if it is, holy crap, what are we in for? Because now, you know, you, you almost have nothing but growth from there. Now they'll be sad to not have a number one overall pick this week, uh, this, this season, but I think that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, over, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good problem to have for to finally be, um, to not be in that number one draft slot and rod they just released the week 18 schedule so at the end of the episode we will uh break it down live because they just released the times of these games Ooh, all of the flexing in now we get to figure out when the drama is going to take place uh yep. fantastic um all right well we talked about travis Etienne, nine carries 108 yards what a game for travis Etienne! uh one touchdown dude looked like a bowling ball that no one could stop uh, on the other end of it, Davis Mills, leading rusher for the the uh, Texans, four carries, 33 yards for Mills. Again, I say it week in and week out. Why aren't these teams listening to me, Ryan? You cannot lead the team in rushing as a quarterback and expect to get things done. Yeah, no, it, it, you're absolutely right. I mean, teams don't run the ball enough. You, you are absolutely right, and if uh... – taking too many hits to these quarterbacks. So it was the first time the Jags had beaten the Texans in nine games too. That's insane. And yet they really took it to them too. So, I mean, this is a good thing for both of them. Yep. Well, maybe not both of them, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no. Over under on this one, 43 and a half. This one came in at a resounding 34. So obviously did not come anywhere near there. Look, you want hashtag analysis on this one? Jaguar is good. Texans bad. We'll move on uh, to a team or two teams that I thought this was going to be a little bit closer of a game than it was. Uh, I was glad that it wasn't from a fantasy standpoint, because that means Justin Fields didn't have the fantastical day that he's had in the past. But I thought it would be better than this as the Detroit Lions just throttle the Bears 41 to 10, thereby covering their four point spread, four and a half, five and a half, depending on where you got it from. Doesn't matter. Chicago didn't cover. Uh, uh, Detroit did. But what a day. What a day for the Lions. Those scrappy, scrappy 8-8 eight eight Lions now, Ryan. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was surprised at this. I thought this was going to be a game that came right down to the wire, just like the first time these two teams met in Chicago. And it started out that way. They uh, exchanged touchdowns and fields uh, ripped off at one of those big runs. Uh, what was it? 60 yards. And I was like, all right, here we go. We're off to the races in the shootout. And the Lions clamped down defensively. They shut down the Bears rushing attack there in the second half and just grinded it away. It was a big-time win for the Lions. And it sets up a showdown now Sunday night at Lambeau Field uh, for the last wildcard spot. If you would have said, well, I mean, we did say, obviously, that watch out for the Lions because they've been they've been mounting something crazy. And then, and then, of course, we had to jump ship because they proved us wrong. Uh, almost two weeks after that, we were like, oh, look, the Lions are onto something. And then, of course, they, they got trumped by 
or not Trump, but they, they lost to Buffalo. Then they started to put together again. Some people were like, oh, look, they're back again. And then they lost Carolina. So um, I don't know. Maybe they found their groove again uh, by beating the Bears. But you're right. This is going to be a very pivotal game, obviously, for them next week. A team everybody wrote off at the beginning of the year. A team everybody was laughing at at the beginning of the year. Now they're a feel-good story. And I think, uh, if nothing else, we are going to be – we're going to see really – what next season is going to be for these lions. Can they take what they learned from the last part of this season and, and uh, get it into some sort of form to be better to start next season? Because who knows what happens if they start better this season, we wouldn't even be talking about this being a big game. They'd probably already be in the playoff hunt. Yeah, indeed. You're absolutely right there. The lions are trending in the right direction. I, I don't think they're going to win at Lambeau. They never win at Lambeau, but for them to be in the situation where you could play week 18 for a do or die game, it's a success for the Lions this year. Uh, getting eight wins and being in that playoff picture, I definitely think this is a playoff team next year. Yep. Justin Fields, the leading rusher for the Bears, as we talked about, uh, 10 carries, 132 yards. He was building himself a hell of a first half. And uh, and then Detroit was like, None, no more. You're done. Uh, thank goodness for, again, like I said, my fantasy matchup because – Justin Fields stopped accruing points basically at that at that uh, at that point and we were done. So um, Cole Komet, leading receiver, two catches, thirty seven uh, twenty seven yards. Jamal Williams making me look like a genius by giving him an anytime touchdown uh, in in one of my articles uh, for Sportsbook Review. But uh, twenty two carries, one hundred forty four yards, and a touchdown. Leading rusher for the Lions. Under over under on this one fifty two. You were uh, disappointed better if you bet the over on this one because it came in at 51, uh, unfortunately. Indeed. You did not get it. Yep. yep. Sad, sad betters if you were over on this one. Uh, all right. Although, I don't know. 51 seemed high anyway, or 52 seemed high anyways for this, given what we'd seen Chicago go through the last couple of weeks. But um, whatever. If you were brave enough to take the over, sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, Detroit towards 41 and the game stays under crazy. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, all right, let's move on to New England and Miami, two 8-8 eight eight teams that took place. Uh, they weren't 8-8 eight eight at the time, but they are now. And New England, man, how the mighty have fallen in Miami. New England holds on for a home win, 23-21 to against the Dolphins. Ryan, if there was ever a more frustrating game for... Uh, a, a Miami fan. It has to be this. You have Teddy Bridgewater, you have New England uh, on the ropes, and then you let him slip through your fingers. Yeah, Bill Belichick won't die. Uh, he's eight and eight. He's they control their own destiny in Week 18. The bad news for Patriots fans: you got to go to Buffalo. So you're in the hunt. You, you control your destiny, but you got to win in Buffalo. So. I guess in, in a way, the playoffs started last week. You you advanced, you beat Miami. Now you're in a position to control your destiny. And if you want to be in the playoffs, you got to win a big time playoff game and beat Buffalo in Buffalo for the second straight year. Which I I mean, I think you and I agree. I don't see happening. Not even a little bit. And and for Miami though, on the other end of it, it's it's they're such a different Collab. team without two. Such yeah, a different team it, without two. Man, Teddy Bridgewater, man, he has fallen off. All those injuries, he he does not. He looks like a shell of himself. I watched this game. I was like, man, he does. He's not good anymore. I mean, he's he's done. He's he's old. He's too many injuries. And um, I mean, for Miami, they got to hope New England now loses uh, to Buffalo, and then they got to beat the Jets at home. 
So I don't think two is going to play next week either, though. No, I don't think so either. I think he's still sitting out, but we'll see. I mean, who knows? But you know, you got Tua, you've got Jay, or you got Tyreek Hill. I mean, you got Tua, you got Jalen Waddle, you got Tyreek Hill, and and you still only throw for 161 yards. You still only complete 12 passes, and your leading receiver is Raheem Mostert because he had a 25-yard reception, gave you 62 yards. I just don't understand how, with such gigantic weapons at your disposal. Tyreek Hill only gets 55 yards and Waddle only gets 52. I just, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I mean, Miami's choked. They, I mean, I know to the Tua injury, but they were choking before that. They lost three road games with Tua in a row against San Francisco, LA and Buffalo. They had to win one of those. Then they come home and they lose to green Bay on Christmas day. That was a game they had to have. And they, they choked away a 10 point lead. And now, I mean, they're done. I mean, I, I they may live back their way into the playoffs, but they're not going anywhere. I, I mean, this is a team we were talking about being a AFC contender uh, for the number one seed just what five weeks ago at eight and three. Now they're eight and eight. And honestly, I think the Jets are going to beat them. I, I think the, I just think that the sky is falling in Miami. Well, again, if Tua doesn't play, I wholeheartedly agree that that's what's going to yep. happen. Uh, although Miami did cover, if you got them at three, uh, if you got in early and got them as one and a half point favorites, uh, obviously, you know how that fared out for you. The over under on this one was 41 and a half. We actually got there. We got to 44. So congratulations. If you bet the over on this matchup, even in cold and, uh, just cold new England. Uh, all right. Enough of that. Obviously, like we said, we talked about it, new England, they're just not going to go away, and they're not going to necessarily uh, make it easy for you this week. But Miami, on the other hand, keep an eye out of Tua is out there. Yeah. No, New England, they just won't go away. As bad as they are offensively, they've been painful to watch. But here they are once again, 8-8, eight and eight, controlling their own destiny going into week number 18. Indeed. Speaking of controlling their own destiny, that is exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs are still doing. Because, unfortunately, they have not locked up the number one spot in the AFC because the Bills are still chasing at it. Uh, many teams want that top spot. They almost, Ryan, almost let it slip through their fingers in uh, at Denver, or not at Denver, but with Denver coming to them at, uh, at Arrowhead. 27-24, the final in this game. It was, the, here's the thing, though. Denver covered. And, and they covered huge because obviously they were 13 and a half points, 10 and a half points. They were double digit underdogs, no matter how you cut it by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And they managed to lose by only three, not for lack of Russell Wilson trying because that man uh, had a couple of rushing touchdowns and actually looked like the guy that they traded for. Yeah, I thought Russ was awesome, actually, in this game. Or not awesome. He he was solid. He was what they were supposed to be getting. Um, it, yeah, Kansas City kind of went through the motions. This was a close-your-eye special in terms of take Denver with the points. I know it's ugly, but they just got drilled by 50 on Christmas Day. They're not that bad. They're, they're bad, but not that bad where you're losing games by 50. Nobody's that bad in the NFL. And Kansas City, a little bit of a look ahead, man. They're just trying to limp, or not limp, but they're just trying to cruise into uh, the playoffs. They need Buffalo to lose tonight. That's that, that's a simple handicap. And 
That's the question, though. Will they? I mean, I, I know Cincinnati's going to be a, a beast to beat. I know these two teams haven't met in a long time, actually. And in fact, I, I don't believe that Joe Burrow has actually played against the Bills yet. So in his career, uh, fact check me on that one. But yeah, it's just a, right. a matter of, yeah, it's just a matter of, uh, of now can Kansas City continue to stay up for these games as well? I mean, Next week's still a big one. They can't let that one slip through their fingers. Um, but there's still there's still Kansas City. It's still Mahomes. I was I was watching him move in the pocket uh, on on a specific play, and and I don't even remember which one it was. But I just I watched as the pocket started to collapse, and he literally just looked as if he was his eyes were still downfield. And, and he just felt where everybody was at and just was moving in the pocket and stepping around in the pocket as if no one else was there. I mean, he just, he came He's nowhere so near anybody, right? I don't know sometimes what's going on in that man's head as, as he's playing football because it just looks so, and I hate the word because it's, it's cliche and it's overused, but it's just, it's effortless to him at this point. Yeah. No, no, you're right. No, he, he makes it look so easy. He he looks like he's playing a different sport at times than some of these other quarterbacks. I mean, if you don't have a good quarterback, you see below average quarterback on a weekly basis. Then you flip on him, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Uh, you throw Herbert in there, I think. And you're like, whoa, is this what it's supposed to look like? <laughs> well, and and just even the, the counterpoint, the guy he took on, Russell Wilson. When you watch Russell Wilson in the it, it evade stuff in the pocket, he's darting left and right. He's looks like he's ducking, he's weaving, he's he's you know, he really putting effort into moving Zing, around. In the pocket. Yeah. 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 Whereas with Patrick Mahomes, he can make the same movements, but it just looks like he's gliding. Like he's just literally slow motion through everything rather than uh trying to take evasive actions running through a a, a, a grenade field or something, you know? Yeah, no, he he's awesome. I can't I can't wait to watch these playoffs games with the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a treat indeed. Uh, all right, over under on this one, 46 and a half. Obviously, Denver now, just they've been out of the picture forever. Kansas City, they know what they've got to do. they got to play better than they played uh, this last week it, for, for, for the whole game. I mean, they can't count on trying to come back uh, and score 14 points late to, to seal the deal. Talking about seal the deal. How about them New York Giants, huh? 38 to 10 over the Indianapolis Colts. Now the Giants 9-6 and 1. And uh, and we're talking playoffs again. Uh when we almost felt like we weren't uh gonna be talking about the playoffs with the Giants, but they covered their five and a half point spread, even the three point spread if you got it uh early. But yeah, man, the Giants now we can we can safely say that both of the top teams in the company are are in yeah no uh shout out to g-men year one of brian dayball it hasn't been pretty the whole way but they have found a way to get into the dance uh looks like they're gonna be the sixth seed if uh if i'm not mistaken i think they've clinched and they're locked in they can't catch dallas and they can't be caught by the seventh seed so good job by dayball in year number one with daniel jones hey, you know kramer made a good point Daniel Jones is better than some of these quarterbacks in the NFL. Like he's, he's not terrible. There's a, there's a lot worse quarterbacks out there. So I, I do think Daniel Jones is a starter. Now he's not a great starter, but I think he's uh he's definitely a serviceable starter. Okay. Look, Daniel Jones, let's see over Carson Wentz. Duh. 
No doubt. That's, yeah. That's a no brainer. Like, I mean, Carson Wentz over Deshaun Watson. I mean, not Carson Wentz, uh, Daniel Jones over Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Right now. Absolutely. I do yeah. that. So yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I, I know that he's not as sexy as you want a New York quarterback to be, uh, he but he's done. Yeah. He's the, he's the quarterback New York deserves may not be the one he's that you a, want. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh he he's Alex Smith. He's got a little bit of Alex Smith in him. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. the unsung guy that gets things done. And I mean, I think I've said it on this show before, but I hate the I hate the term that I hate that the term game managers become derogatory because don't you want your quarterback to be able to get it to playmakers? It, he can be one himself. Yes. Like in fact, that's yes. we see Jalen Hurts all the time. But isn't Jalen Hurts better when he's getting the ball to AJ Brown? when he's getting it to Devonta Smith, when he's getting it into the Miles Sanders hands and, and watching Miles Sanders goes, isn't that when Jalen hurts is better? Yeah. He's good when he I runs. Think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever. No doubt. I'm just a guy sitting here talking for, for nothing. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, look, Indianapolis, I'm not even going to go anywhere near them. Don't need to <laughs> joke. <laughs> joke. That's bad, bad football all around from the Colts eight of 13 for Nick Foles, 81 yards and an interception 47.3 quarterback rating Zach Moss getting some work done 15 carries, 74 yards, but eh, it's, it's, there's just a lot of rebuilding to do next season in Indianapolis. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. Overrunner on this one, 38 and a half. This one hit it, but only because the giants decided they wanted to come out scoring. <laughs> So. Yeah, the Jeff Saturday experiment's over. <laughs> let's I, end that crap. I would say so. Um, all right, let's move on to Seattle, where the Seahawks played at home against the New York Jets as two and a half or two point rather uh, road underdogs in some spots, including our sponsor WinBet. So if you took them at two point underdogs, you are totally thrilled because they did that and then some as they beat the Jets 23 to six. Seattle improves to eight and eight. The Jets improved or deprove, disprove. They are now seven and nine. Remember, guys, I'm getting out of being six, so words are at a premium at this point. Uh, yeah, so they dropped to seven and nine. Still in the playoff mix, both teams. But um, yeah, this Seattle. I- I'm going to be honest with you. I paid very little attention to this game in and of itself. Uh, I hate the Seahawks one, and the Jets are bleh in my opinion too. But yeah, I mean. Seattle did what they had to do to keep themselves in the mix as well. Geno Smith revenge game. Oh, totally uh, Geno Smith revenge game. Yeah, so we can say the Carson Wentz experiment's over. The Mike White experiment's over. He, All these people hyping up Mike White like he's going to be the next franchise quarterback. He's, he's that much better than Zach Wilson. I never saw it, and I mean, that was embarrassing yesterday. They only could manage six points against a defense that was getting torched headed into this game. I mean, the Carolina Panthers ran for three, almost 300 yards on them, put up 30 points on the Jets. The the Jets, uh, that's another tank job. Them and the Dolphins, uh, Washington. I mean, those are some of the bigger collapses here down the stretch for the Jets to start, what, six and two and not even be in the contention in week 18. That's collapse, total collapse by the Jets. It's terrible. It's not even good. Uh, Ty the Johnson, Jets the Jets, the Jets are going to jet. 
Uh, Ty Johnson, leading rusher on this one, eight carries, 46 yards. You talk about Mike White, 23 of 46. 46 passes, he only completes 23 of them. 240 yards, two interceptions. I mean, Geno Smith, on the other hand, 183 yards on 18 completions, but he had two touchdowns. So you're absolutely right. Straight up revenge. Kenneth Walker continued to just be ridiculous. 23 carries, 133 yards. So good day for the Seahawks. Bad day for the Jets. Pete Carroll's done an unbelievable job. They're eight and eight. Uh, they currently hold the seventh seed. Although if Green Bay wins, they're in. I, I, I think Seattle's just going to miss it. But I think they're going to beat the Rams next week and get a winning season without Russell Wilson. Great job by Pete Carroll this year. He's done an unbelievable job coaching them up. Blah. It's the Seahawks. You'll never get it. I'll never praise them. Uh, All right. 43 was the over-under. They come nowhere near at 29. Uh, All right. Let's move on to the game where I do want to talk about it. It's the San Francisco 49ers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Used to be a clash of the Northern California teams when they were Oakland and San Francisco. Uh, then the uh, battle between the North and the South when they were San Francisco and LA and Los Angeles. Now it just doesn't matter. But there's still that rivalry here in the uh, California area as the Raiders and the Niners square off. Look, I know, I know that this game is always a big game because it's always been that rivalry uh, of, of some sort in state, whether it was Northern, whether it was North South. So the, the Niners and the Raiders always play themselves close. But this, Ryan, was way too close for comfort. I could not get comfortable the entire time. I don't know where the hell Jarrett Stedman came from, but I want him put back in the box if he ever plays the Niners again. That was insane. <laughs> uh, I texted my other Niners buddy. I, I got two buddies that are Niners fans, you and uh, my guy, uh, Huey. I texted him right at the beginning of the game, and I said, holy shit, it's loud in Vegas right now. I mean, that, that place was rocking. I know there were a lot of Niners fans. I knew they would travel, but that rivalry is still real. I mean, they do not like each other. You could tell the Raiders, disappointing year, but they wanted to beat the Niners. That was a heck of a game. Exciting. Uh, Robbie Gold blows it at the end of regulation, but comes back and they get a turnover. Uh, Stidham was awesome. You're, I mean, nobody had moved the ball against the Niners like the Raiders did. So, um Devontae Adams uh, broke the single-season record for uh, Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm wondering if he wishes he was still in Green Bay, though. I Right at this point, yeah, because he's got a playoff line on the hopes if he's in Green Bay. In Las Vegas, not so much. Well, but actually, well, they're still alive. You, oh, no, yeah, they're, not. They're, know, not. no, they're out. They're out. You knocked them out. But you know what's crazy? We're on the verge of Kansas City and Green Bay making the playoffs and Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill not making the playoffs. Yeah. So careful what I, you wish for. Seriously. And and look, yeah. for Devontae Adams, like I know he was de- uh, defending Derek Carr, but like he had a gigantic day. Two touchdowns, 153 yards on seven catches from one Jarrett Stedman, uh, Stedman rather. Uh, but look, the, Josh Jacobs was tearing him up in chunks and, and not because he was ripping off long runs. I mean, he only had 69 yards on the day and a touchdown, but he did rush for the most yards that a running backs rush for against the Niners in a long time. But it's just the way he was pounding through, even for two or three yard gains at a time, it just was, you didn't see that. Like you normally saw the Niners meet running backs at the line of scrimmage, but Jacobs was able to get past them and into the second line of the linebackers. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it wasn't that Jacobs torched them for very many yards, but by the same token, the way he was doing it, we were, it was frustrating because you didn't see that from a running back against the Niners very often. 
Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I, I will say uh, the Niners had been getting a lot of hype going into this game, so maybe a little bit of a look ahead with Derek Carr going out, and it's like, hey, man, we'll, we'll just we'll just pound this team. We'll just show up and play, and they were in for a game. I mean, like you said, Vegas was ready right from the get-go. They uh, Vegas probably should have won this game, to be honest, but the Niners grinded it out fi- found a way to win. Great game. That catch by Devontae Adams was incredible. I can't even. I I love Devonte Adams. Obviously, I got Fresno State uh, fandom all over me, and that was like the Fresno State fan of me was like, "Yeah, that's Devonte Adams," and the San Francisco fan of me was like, "Damn it, Devonte Adams!" Like, yeah, it was you. a tough. <laughs> it was a tough situation to be in uh, as a mixed no fan. Doubt. But look, as as much as the Raiders did what Raiders did, concentrate on what the Niners did, and defensively, as much as they let that game slip away from them at times. They brought it right back with timely turnovers, a timely interception, uh, 100% timely pressures, and and Brock Purdy remains uh, unsullied. 22 of 35, 284, two touchdowns. Man, I, I got to tell you. Purdy Brent, magic. Ayuk, Purdy. <laughs> he's Purdy. That guy's Purdy. Uh, but Brandon Ayuk, nine receptions on 12 targets, 101 yards, and a touchdown. They they got it done in the in the areas that they needed to get it done, and that was running the ball with Christian McCaffrey, 121 yards and a touchdown on 19 carries, and of course defense. So, um, look by all rights and accounts, I said this I said this to my brother too. I said you need to win these games. You need to be tested in a way that makes you realize that it doesn't matter what your record is when you step on that field. It doesn't matter. What, how many games in a row you've won, you can always lose it. So sometimes when you're riding high, right, it's not that you got to get knocked all the way down, but you got to get punched hard enough to, to remember that there's still people swinging at you and you've got to humble you a little bit. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. No doubt. No doubt. Good win. Hey, and you got some help here and we'll touch on that game in a minute. We sure will. Overrunner on this one was 41. I let you guess where that one went. Uh, 71 total points on this one. Uh, all right, three games to go. Let's muscle through them, Ryan, as we move on to another uh, high-scoring game, at least from one team standpoint. We'll talk about the Green Bay Packers just absolutely kicking the doors off of the Minnesota Vikings, 41-17. to You want to talk about frustrating when your star receiver in one uh, Justin Jefferson has one catch on the day for 15 yards. You're not winning. Yeah, the the, Vi- <laughs> the Vikings are fraudulent. I keep saying that. I mean, no 12 and three teams gets blown out the way that they get blown out. And uh, the other side, look who, look who's back. Aaron Rodgers is back. The Green Bay Packers are back. Winning your end just like that. Everybody wrote him off, and here he is right there. I know Jay Mark's going to kill me when he uh, when he hears this clip, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done on Sunday, and he's going to be playing in the playoffs again. You almost can't count it out at this point. I mean, again, it's just a total All domination top by. <laughs> well, yes, he is uh, by yeah. Green Bay. They were three and a, they were three point favorites, three and a half point favorites, depending on where you got them from uh, to start the, the the game, and obviously they covered. Oh, I forgot to say that uh, Vegas did end up covering. By the way, they were. Double-digit underdogs at some points, uh, six-point underdogs at others, but it doesn't matter wherever you got them. If you took the Raiders and the points, they covered uh, for you. But back to the the Packers and the Vikings. I mean, Kirk Cousins, 205 yards, 
three interceptions, just a horrific day for Cousins, 49.2 yards. Got no help in the ground. I mean, it wasn't as if Dalvin Cook was ripping off yardage. Nine carries, 27 yards. Alexander Madison, eight carries for 38 uh, yards. He, in fact, uh, Cousins had 37 yards on the ground. So terrible luck there. But Aaron Rodgers only had to throw 15 completions, 159 yards and one touchdown because Aaron Jones uh, was ripping off chunks. 14 carries for 111 yards for uh, for Jones. But yeah, I mean, Green Bay, they're carrying some momentum. And, and that is actually scary when you talk about these playoffs coming up. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think any higher seed in the NFC wants to play them. I mean, you touch on it. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback. They're running the ball now with uh, Jones and Dylan. All of a sudden, they're playing good defense again with Alexander in that secondary. This is this is a hard matchup for anybody that's a higher seed in the NFC. If it's if it's Packers Niners first round, get your popcorn ready. That's going to be a game. It's going to be a game. Me and my daughter are going to be going against each other once again for like the second time in. Or the third time in a few years. Third time, uh, yeah. That's going to be crazy. But, um, all right, look, Minnesota, a la Philly, not going to be close to the top of a power ranking uh, this coming week. I'll tell you that much right now. When you talk about teams that, that should have been getting it done and aren't, Minnesota definitely one of those right now. So, uh, no all right. Yep. Let's talk about the Chargers and the Rams. Both home teams. That was, I don't know, and I don't remember. I know that's happened before, but, like, it, it seems weird in this day and age for both of those teams to be playing uh, at SoFi and yet still be at home, yet the Chargers be designated as the, the home team. not crazy? Yeah, no, it, that was, it was, it was a mixed crowd. And I, are the Chargers the most underrated uh, team right now? I think yes. they're flying the most under the radar. They're playing good football. They're healthy with Bosa back, and they got their two receivers with Allen and Williams. So, Char I charged her another team I wouldn't want to play um, with the way that they're playing and get after the passer. Herbert's looking good now that he's got finally his whole team back, and Eckler continues to roll. Uh, yes, Austin Eckler. 10 carries, 122 yards, a long of 72 with two touchdowns. Fantastic day once again. Or Austin Eckler. And you're right, Herbert is doing well. 21 to 28, 212, two touchdowns. Uh, once again, finding that twice. But here's the thing. And that Mike Williams catch, by the way, uh, that one that he grabbed on the sidelines, just fantastic. One-handed, toe-tap, just a picture-perfect pass for, for Mike Williams, who's, I, by all rights and accounts, Ryan, I think he's back. Yeah, no, they are back. It's, uh, like you said, the, the duo of Williams and Allen, and mix it with that Eckler uh, rushing attack. I, I think the Rams, I mean, the Rams played played their tails off the week before against the Broncos. Kind of a letdown a little bit where you beat a team by 40 and come back to life a little bit. Baker was not very good. Um, but, you yeah, know, these Chargers, all of a sudden, they're hot. They're 10-6. and six, And who do they have next week? They got the Broncos. They've won what now? Four in a row, five out of six. And nobody's talking about them. Nope. They are not. And that's probably just the way they want it. In fact, they probably want the it. They need it. Yeah. Yep. yep. They just want to be under the radar and come in and beat you uh, at, at, at the most quiet 10 and six that you'll ever see uh, for the Chargers, which is fine. Uh, but I for the gonna, Rams. I was going well, to say, sign me up for a final four in the AFC of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. Sign me up right now. Let's go. I mean, again. Script writers are working hard on that scenario. 
No doubt. Uh, <laughs> Mayfield magic runs out 11 of 19 for Baker, 132 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions at the same time. Cam Akers, uh, boy, if you if you had him, you probably didn't have him in your fantasy championship uh, lineup. But if you did, he made you happy. 19 carries, 123 yards for Cam Akers. Uh, Chargers were five and a half point favorites in this one. Eight and a half even in some spots. Doesn't matter. They covered all that stuff. Over under on this one was 41. You pushed. This was 41. Hopefully you had a hook somewhere uh, that you could get underneath or over. Well, at least underneath. So, uh, all right, let's move over to Sunday night, a game that I found myself cheering very hard for the Pittsburgh Steelers by the end of it, because I, for one, don't want to see Mike Tomlin's streak snapped. I really do want to <laughs> see him continue to be a, a winning coach call. I don't know. I'm a sucker for that streak, but I love it. And I want to see it keep going. So, uh, Pittsburgh does end up winning 16 to 13 over Baltimore, who now fall to 10 and six Pittsburgh's eight and eight stay alive in the playoff race but more importantly Mike Tomlin's streak stays alive as well and uh, the Tomlin streak lives on for at least another week they got Cleveland at home all they gotta do is win and he has somehow or tie has a 500 or better uh streak uh, another year for Tomlin I think what this year 15 I I'm in shock that they're in this position they were two and six they're they were I mean they're a bad team at, at one point and Kenny Pickett's gotten better and better and better. So shout out to Tallman and the crew for uh, keeping that thing together. And they are a different team with uh, TJ Watt, man. I mean, it, they really are. That defense is great with him and Hayward up front. So I think they're going to get it done. And honestly, I think they might get in the playoffs because all they need is uh, for to win and then have New England and Cleveland lose or uh, Miami lose. I think it's possible. Wouldn't that be I something? Mean, yeah. Wouldn't that be? I, I love it. I mean, again, it, and I think the league in a whole, as a whole is better when Pittsburgh is good. Uh, just something about the the Steel City and, and having all of the Steeler lore in there again, it just makes it better. Uh, and what's more is they were they were four and a half point underdogs uh, in some places when, it, when the books opened. Kind of closed at one and a half at win bet uh, for Pittsburgh as, as underdogs. So, Again, wherever you grabbed them as underdogs, you were very happy that you did. But, yeah, I mean, look, for Baltimore, we talked about being different teams without their quarterback. This is a just glaring example of how uh, this is a different team without Lamar Jackson. No doubt. Yeah, no, they they need Lamar back. I think he's going to come back for Cincinnati. If, uh, if Cincinnati loses tonight, then they can play them for the division. But, yeah, no, they definitely desperate need of Lamar back. Yep. And you talk about 10 and six teams in, in question. I, I know, I know that they, they won uh, three out of their four before that, but it's, it's what have you done lately too? You know, it's a matter of, of where the potential is next week. And if Lamar Jackson's not there, there's not a whole lot of potential. So um, yeah, it's just, you got to keep an eye out on that one as well. Uh, over under on this one was 34 did not get there. And it's true. AFC North fashion, right? AFC or North uh, Baltimore or even just Baltimore Pittsburgh standards. Yeah, no, it's uh, these two teams. I, I could watch these two teams play every single week. It always comes down to the wire. The hatred is so great. And it, there's so much respect too between Harbaugh, Tomlin. They've gone through their wars. They, they, so many playoff uh, memories as well. They, 
it really is. It's it's probably the best rivalry in football. I, I don't think anybody can argue that, or at least over the last decade. And consistently too. You want to you want to hear the last few matchups for them? Uh, go back to December 11th of, of 2022. Uh, 16-14 was the score when they played earlier. Yep. <laughs> Obviously, 16-13 was the score uh, yesterday, and then 16-13 was the score January 9th of 2022. 19 to 20 back in December. 14-19, 28-24. So it's the yeah. same score every year. <laughs> it really is too. It's just recycled. Make that betters your pattern. Uh, just to pick up on that pattern. No doubt. Yeah, no, the Steelers lead the season uh, uh, score 30 to 29 in two games. That's usually the score for one game, but Steelers Ravens 30 to 29 <laughs> in two games. Uh, all right. So we talked about going over a couple of the playoff scenarios as it sits right now. So, uh, Ryan, why don't we start in the AFC when we talk yeah. about the number one seed? We'll just we talked really quick about what each, each team needed. But let's just kind of go over it at one point. The Chiefs, to win the AFC one seed, will need a win, and they need the Bills to lose. Or they need the Bills to lose twice and the Bengals to lose at the same time as that. It's a complicated scenario, buddy, with one week to go. Yeah, no, I, I think the, the Chiefs will beat the Raiders. I think we all agree on that next week. So, uh, Chiefs fan, you are heavy Cincinnati Bengals fans tonight. Yep, you are cheering for... Uh, Burrow and company to get things done in or against Buffalo at the very least. Speaking of those Bills, they win twice, they're in. Uh, or if they win tonight and lose and the Chiefs lose, they're in the number one seed. Or if they win against the Patriots and the Chiefs and the Bengals both lose next week, then they're the number one seed. So once again, this is a lot of puzzle pieces to put into one puzzle. Yeah, no, it's it really is. And the big domino is tonight. Uh, we keep touching on it. Buffalo at Cincinnati. Um, Buffalo can go all the way from one, but all the way down to three. Or they could sit at two, depending on what happens. I think if they win tonight, they're going to clinch the one seed because they got New England next week. I think they'll win that game. They're better. It's at home in front of that crowd. If they lose tonight, I think they're going to be the three seed because Cincinnati has uh, would have the tiebreaker, and I think Kansas City will win and wrap up the one. And I think Buffalo would come down to the three because of uh, tiebreakers. What a big game tonight. It's going to be so much on the line. Huge. And that, Huge. I feel like this is going to be just a gigantic defensive struggle, too. I think the, both of these teams are going to come out, play a little conservative because they don't want to be the one that loses. They, they want it. You know, they don't want to beat themselves with silly mistakes. So they're going to try their hardest to not come out and be overly aggressive and throw interceptions or, or turn the ball over. So. This is going to be a, a more defensive game, I think, than what your stars, you know, are, are Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are, are led you to believe. I agree. I like the under here tonight. Um, I, I you, People are probably like, you're crazy. It's Allen and Burrow. But you know what? We saw it with Allen and Mahomes. It's a – and Burrow and Mahomes. It's, it's a sexy pick to take the over. But when, there's so much every play. This is a playoff game. Games are low score, games officiated tighter, and uh, they let you play a little bit more. They do indeed. It's going to be physical. Uh, all right. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be physical. That is for sure. Um, all right, let's talk about the AFC South title. The Jaguars, we talked about it, and the Titans, they're they're playing for it next week. Whoever yep. wins, wins. That's, that's the long and the short of it. Saturday night at 8.15, we will know the AFC South uh, winner. Oh, that's Go Jags. They, uh, 
Go Jags. Yeah, Jags eight yeah. and eight. And if they win, they're nine and eight. Titans seven and nine. If they win, they're eight and nine, as are the Jags. So obviously, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of who wins that one. And that's easy. Uh, already talked about the AFC North. Bengals uh, will clinch the AFC North with a win. So if they win, then they clinch the North or uh, the Ravens, or they got to beat the Ravens. So Yeah, because they play next week. So, yeah, no, the scenario is simple for the Bengals. If you lose tonight, you're playing a uh, winning your end game for the AFC uh, uh, North. So you're looking at either the three or six seed. The ironic thing, if the Bengals lose tonight, they go down to the three seed. The Bengals or the Ravens are currently at the six seed. So we may see Bengals, Ravens back-to-back weeks. Oh, my God. That's well, I, yeah. you know, when, when that starter stuff happens, it's so crazy because then you play them uh, week and then you turn around and do it all over again. Uh, no team likes to do that and at all, let alone the team that won, because that gives the team that lost a whole week to prepare for you uh, again. No doubt. Yep. No doubt. Uh, all right. The number seven seed and the wild card in the AFC is a is a mess, but we'll just break it down yep. as such. The Patriots. Uh, they're eight and eight right now. They can clinch that number seven seed with a win at the Bills, or if the Dolphins lose uh, against the Jets and the Steelers lose against the Browns and the Jaguars win against the Texans. So let's just say that the Patriots need a lot of help if they want that number seven seed. So um, that's a lot of that's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, it, the the main thing they need to win in Buffalo now that's a huge task. That's the, that's the thing. So they're probably going to lose that game. So like you said, they are, uh, if they lose that game, they are big um, Cleveland Browns fans and New York Jets fans. And that's not a good thing to be asking for. No, it is not. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about something that has a better chance. And that's the dolphins. They too are eight and eight. All they got to do is win against the jets. And of course the Patriots lose against the bills, which we both think is going to happen. So the Dolphins just need to, to win. I mean, that's, that's really all there is to it. Go out and win against the, the Jets and let nature take its course over there uh, with Buffalo and, and New England. So although if by some weird situation the Patriots win in Buffalo, then holy hell. The Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> then, Bill, then Bill Belichick is, is uh, I mean, he's already the greatest coach of all time, arguably, but he, uh, he would do some wonders here if he wins in Buffalo again. He would ascend into some other plane of existence at that point. No so. doubt. <laughs> uh, all right, our Steelers. We just talked about them. Uh, if they they're eight and eight as well. If they win against the Browns and the Dolphins lose and the Patriots lose, uh, then the Steelers will clinch that seven seed. And then, of course, we Crazy. talked about the Jaguars. If they lose against the Titans, but the Dolphins, Patriots, and Steelers lose, then they can still be in the playoffs as the seventh seed. So they can either be the the NFC or the AFC South representatives, or they could be the seventh seed with a lot of help as well. Yeah, no, they need to just win on uh Saturday because uh, asking for all those scenarios, if they lose, I don't think it's going to happen. So winning you're in Jacksonville. Indeed. Get your whiteboard out, man. This is a lot of stuff going into the last week. Remember when it, a lot of it was just wrapped up and, and we didn't have to yeah. worry about all this stuff. No doubt. Yeah, no, it's uh, nothing's wrapped up now other than the Giants as the sixth seed, and that's about it. I think that's in Dallas, five seed in the NFC. Those are the only two that are completely clinched in. Oh, Tampa Bay, four seed. Yeah, well, because of where they're at, yeah. Well, let's talk about yeah, the NFC no then. Uh, yep. Number one seed still up for grabs. The Eagles can take it away if they win versus the Giants. 
Uh, Cowboys lose at Washington or 49ers lose or and 49ers lose or any of these following. That's right. They win at the Giants. So if they win, that's it. Doesn't matter what happens after that. But if they lose, then they, if the Cowboys lose and the Niners lose, then they still get that one seed. Whew. So, but I don't see the 49ers losing next week at all against the Cardinals. Whew. Not even close. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you here. And um, I, I think the Eagles probably will beat the Giants at home. The Giants, I don't think, are going to play their guide. So I think the Eagles will get the one seed in the end. But um, I, they better not slip up because the Niners aren't going to lose, like you said. Nope, not against especially the Cardinals. The Car- especially the Cardinals. <laughs> look at, look at. I, I know that Stidman came out of nowhere, but we know Burrow or, or Bro or Bauer or Booer. Or, I, we know this guy. So, Hello? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Niners. They can clinch if they win and the car, uh, they win and the Eagles and Giants uh, or the Eagles lose. So, Niners win, Eagles lose, Niners get the one seed. Uh, or, they uh, win at the Commanders and Eagles lost versus Giants and 49ers lose. And Oh, I'm sorry. That's Cowboys. Never mind. So for the Niners, let's back this up. They win against the Cardinals. Eagles lose. One seed for the Niners. So let's cross our fingers, Niners fans. Niners faithful and hope that happens. Um, we just talked about them. They're, they're not losing against the Cardinals. So it's all up to the Eagles and how they do. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on the board for that. Washington, on the other hand, can clinch the one seed if they win against Washington and the Eagles lose and the Niners lose. So sort of the reverse of what happened with the, uh, with the Eagles. Yeah, no, Dallas is going to beat Washington. Washington will uh, be starting a rookie quarterback. So like you said, the Eagles got to win to win the East. If not Dallas, I think sneaks in there with the two seed. Yep. Cause I think the Niners end up taking that one. So insanity, uh, but the NFC East title is still at, at, at play too. Eagles have to win. Uh, or the oh, the Cowboys lose, and the Eagles will be NFC East champions. Cowboys win at the Commanders, uh, and the Eagles have to lose. So, a lot rides on what happens in the in Philadelphia or with Philadelphia next week for sure. Uh, and and everybody's keeping an eye on that one. But let's talk about the wild card, right? Packers are eight and eight. They're in if they win. Simple as that. They beat the Lions. They're going to win all the playoffs. So, yep. yeah, that's we've already we've already talked about that. Because the Lions have to play for playoff berth two. So if they win in against the Packers and the Seahawks lose or tie uh, versus the Packers, or they tie versus the Packers and the Seahawks lose versus the Rams. So the Seahawks got to lose, right, for the Lions to get in, even if, even if they win. So a lot of stuff happening there. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, the Lions need a lot of help, like you said. Uh, I, I, I think the Seahawks are going to eliminate the Lions because I think they're going to beat the Rams. So that'll just set up a winning your end game for Green Bay. Uh, that will be the Sunday night game, by the way, Rod. Oh, That's the last game of the year, Detroit at uh, Green Bay. So Detroit oh, got to go to Lambeau at night, the season on the line. I don't see – I don't see uh, – I don't see Detroit getting this done, man. It's it, it's been a good ride. It's been a good story. Bite your kneecaps, hard knocks. It ends Sunday night at Lambeau Field behind uh, the bad man Aaron Rodgers. You can't count out Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau on primetime. It's just a tough situation. We've seen it happen before where he's gotten beat, but there's a lot on the line. Uh, and the last game of the season, yeah, that's definitely going to be uh, a barn. Well, maybe not a barn burner, but at least a very good showing for the Packers. Uh, we talked about Geno Smith going from zero to hero if 
they win, uh, they'll get in that seven seed. But the Packers also have to lose. So, yep. you know, they need or they tie the Rams. Yeah, and the Lions and the Packers and Commanders all lose. Seahawks, look, take away from this, this. Okay, we just spouted a whole bunch of stuff at you. Green Bay is in the driver's seat. If they win, then none of this other stuff matters. So, uh, really, all that all it is to it is the Lions, Packers, and Seahawks all have a shot, but Green Bay is in the driver's seat at this point, and so is uh, so is Philadelphia for that one seed. They're pretty much in the driver's seat. Every all the other dominoes will fall after those two, but yeah, by and large, that's where we're at in the playoffs. Winning, you're in. That's 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 the motto this week for these teams. Yeah, win, you take care of business. You don't have to worry about all these scenarios. Uh, Ron Rivera, sorry, you. Uh, there's no scenario for you guys to make the playoffs. So I know nobody told you in that organization, but I'll tell you right now, Washington is out. Unfortunately for me and uh, many Washington fans. <laughs> Time to get back on that riverboat and continue to yeah. sail on. <laughs> We'll have some. Uh, we'll have some new people joining a, a draft position class here uh, this time next week. Uh, me and J Mark are and Moon off with the Texans, Texans, Bears, Commandos. Uh, who else? Yeah, we're 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 uh, we're uh, fighting over draft position. <laughs> Indeed, at this point, you are so. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we have thoroughly, thoroughly gone through and talked about everything we needed to talk about today. Uh, obviously, like we said, no look ahead lines, but. Um, we should be able to, uh, well, you know, the NFL gambling podcast is here all week long to break down your playoff, uh, odds once they start jumping down. So, but we will be here next week to break down the final week of the play of the regular season rather, and talk about some of the uh, scenarios again, as they start to draw near next week. So as we wrap this one up, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, no doubt for the YouTube crowd watching us right now. Uh, Twitter at Moneyline underscore Mac in the Discord. Appreciate everybody uh, for your follows. Uh, subscribe, rate, uh, leave a review, and you guys were awesome in 2022. And we're looking forward to taking this company SGPN to another level in uh, 2023. We have blown the doors off of 2022 as a company, and now all we're doing is just building new doors so we can blow those down as well. Happy New Year to all of you. Thanks for listening on this second day of January of 2023. Thanks for hanging with us as always. And of course, make sure to check out all the other shows on the network, on the SGPN network, on Spotify, or wherever else you get your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to all the stuff that I've got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. NASCAR is about to kick off very, very soon. Looking forward to that. Until then, next time, everybody, have some fun and let it ride.